Hello, and welcome to Flushing Transit Authority. This is a METS podcast. I'm Jay Bushman. I'm here with my co-host, Will Stegman. And uh, Will, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about what we're what we're doing here, what our what our goals are for this podcast. Oh, happy to do so. Hello, Jay. Thank you for having me as your guest host. It's a pleasure to be on Flushing Transit Authority. So there are a lot of places where you can hear people talk about the Mets. You can get game results. You can hear about the win-loss record. You can hear about statistics. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But there are already places that do that very well. What I want to talk about, and what we're going to talk about, is why are we Mets fans? Why are we fans of anything? Why do the Mets matter to us? What makes being a Mets fan different than being a fan of that other team in New York? That that other team that will remain nameless. For now. I'm sure we'll (laughs) say their name a thousand times, but... Not today. Not today. Yeah. What we're going to do here over the next six months or so is once every two weeks, we're going to bring you Mets stories. Because at the end of the day, the narrative and the story is what matters. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good, really good way of phrasing it. We are first and foremost fans. Uh, this is a team and this is a game that we've both followed since we were kids. We both grew up in the New York area. Uh, we now both live in Los Angeles, thousands of miles away. And yet we retain a connection to this game and to this team. And to me, it's really, it's a question of, of fandom and it's a fandom that's not that different than any other kind of fandom, whether or not it's movies or television shows or comic books um, the people that cosplay at conventions are not any different than people who wear the jerseys of their favorite players when they go to games. Look, we should point out right now, I am wearing a Jacob deGrom t-shirt. <laughs> Got his name and number on the back. There is little chance that I'm going to be called into a game this afternoon. <laughs> Yet, you never know. I felt the need to put on a Mets t-shirt while recording a Mets podcast, which is a social faux pas on par with wearing the t-shirt of the band you're going to see. Yeah. And, you know, I, I will confess that as I have gotten older, we are, we are both in our forties and I, I do confess that at times I wonder about wearing a shirt that has the name of a gentleman who is half my age who is going to make more money in one year than I probably will see in my lifetime and why, why I feel okay about that or why I don't feel okay about that. And when that happens and when that changes, I don't have any answers for you. Um, it's just an interesting dynamic that I have noticed lately. You will tear my Wilmer Flores jersey <laughs> off of my dead body. So yeah, so Flushing Transit Authority, um, we will be here throughout the season. Uh, every other week is the plan uh, to tell stories about the Mets, stories about the 2017 Mets, stories about the 2011 Mets, stories about the 1999 Mets, stories about the set 1978 Mets. A lot um, of them are going to be stories that 
maybe you've got some familiarity with. Maybe we're going to talk about a game that you went to or you remember watching. And some of them are going to be stories about ourselves and how we experience the Mets. So as a, as a kind of jumping off point to that, let me, let me ask you this, Will. Um, why the Mets? Why specifically the Mets and not that other team or some other team? I mean, I can tell you from my, uh, from my background, my parents were both born in the Bronx. And even then, they were trained from a very young age that you did not root for that team from the Bronx. And so that was inculcated in me. I never had a choice. In fact, the first game I ever went to, my parents took me to a game at... Yankee Stadium. I said the name. They took me you to said a game. The name of the stadium could have been at, a soccer game. I, they took me to a game at Yankee Stadium, and it just didn't take. And then the next year, they took me to a game at Shea, and it it was like falling in love. So you know, for me, it was always sort of you know passed down from my father. How about you? You know, I hate to sound cliche, but for me, the starting point with the Mets is the same thing. It came from my dad. My dad was seven years old when the Mets opened their first season in 1962, and he immediately fell in love. His father was not a baseball fan. His father was a fan of boxing and pro wrestling. A good dude otherwise, but couldn't get into baseball. My dad took to the Mets, and when I was born, he wanted me to take to the Mets. My earliest memory is of sitting with my dad, watching the Mets on a big, giant console of a TV that sat in like a wooden crate on the floor, and watching the game, and not understanding what was happening, but understanding the importance of the fact that my dad, who was remote and distant, could connect with me about this game. And... Long after um, I moved away from first from my dad, then from New York, the Mets stayed with me. When I think about it, the Mets are the only constant in my life. They're the only thing that meant something to me when I was six years old that still means something to me in my 40s. I'm not into pixie sticks like I used to be. Um... I'm not into smoking behind the library like I used to be. But I love the Mets. And you know what? I shouldn't. Actually, no. I take that back. It's... I should. Even though the Mets have no... Have no real material impact on me. And they they probably... And it's, you know... A little sad to say, but... You know, we wouldn't be honestly... Delving into this if we didn't talk about this... They don't care about us. They really don't. I, I, and I don't know. I've seen the way. I'd like to think that when players tip their hat, tip their cap after a home run, they're doing that for me. I've, I've been to some big games. <laughs> you know, there is, there is a, um, there is an interesting interaction between the 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 players and the audience that sort of, I think transcends the name on the front of the jersey um and you know the story I'll tell about that and I won't I won't tell this whole story because it's a it's a long one we'll save this for a later podcast but I was at the game on um September 22nd 2001 the first game back after 911 
um, the game where Mike Piazza hit that home run in the bottom of the eighth inning to win the game. And it it's probably the greatest single sports moment I've ever, you know, been around or, or witnessed. And a few years ago, when Mike Piazza put out his autobiography, he did a signing here in, um, in LA. And I went and I stood online and I never do that. I, I am not a get somebody famous to sign my book kind of guy. Um, but I went and I sat online for hours, not to get his signature, because when I got to the front of the line and he signed my book, I had a 10 seconds to shake his hand, tell him that I was at that game and that I had been downtown on 9-11 and to tell him how much that home run meant to me personally. And he looked at me and said, no, thank you. And that moment is something really, really incredibly powerful, even though he doesn't know who I am. I don't really know who he is. Um, I've, you know, had a jersey with his name and number on its back, but I don't know him as a human. We may have very little in common, but we had this moment uh, that really, really means a lot to me. And if the interviews with him are to be believed, that is not a moment that is infrequent for him and that that those moments mean something to him. And, And there's a moment where... Sports, baseball, the Mets transcends kind of our normal grubby reality. Right. You know, the Mets give us a narrative that we can sort of build our year around. You know, there is a there's a story that happens from opening day, hopefully through the end of October, recently into early November. There's a story that we get to tell. And the other thing is that every fan of every team has that story. So one of the things we're going to be talking about uh, on this podcast is what's different about the Mets version of that story. Um, there's a there's a level of romance. There's a level of tragedy. There is the sense that with the Mets, the best laid plans of mice and men, <laughs> etc., etc. And we're going to have a lot of time to talk about that. But uh, first, we're going to take a pause for a moment. Uh, for one of our many generous uh, sponsors. It's not often that you get sponsors on a brand new podcast, but we've been fortunate to uh, get the backing of a few of them, and uh, we're going to let one of them talk to you right now. Orange and Blue Apron is a home meal delivery service that gives you all the essentials for just a small fee per meal. Enjoy farm-fresh ingredients hand-delivered to your door by a beloved Mets personality who will help you prepare the meal. This month's featured recipe is Chicken a la Kong, delivered and prepared by iconic early 80s Mets slugger Dave Kingman. You know, Jay, I tried um, Orange and Blue Apron myself. Oh yeah? How did it go? Um, You know what? It was great. I started out with the Bob Apodaca apple fritters. Oh, that sounds I gotta tell you, they were special. Nice. Um, I also tried the Rafael Santana risotto. Really? I gotta tell you, it was not the best risotto I've ever had, but it was good enough to get the job done. That sounds, that sounds just right. Skip the Jason Bay seasoning. It's disappointing. Order your first box today. Go to orangeandblue.apron and use the code KONG for 10% off. So we're back from the break. Um, really excited about getting that sponsor. I gotta tell you, I'm not the kind of person who would just show for a product, but that is 
some really good stuff. I got to tell you, I've always had a, a soft spot in my heart for Dave Kingman because Dave Kingman as a player either always hit a home run or struck out. But does that mean we struck out or hit a home run? I guess the listeners are going to have to tell us. So this would be a great time to remind you if you are enjoying the Flushing Transit Authority, then, you know, give us a like or a review on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you have found this. If you found this on the back of a seven train, you know, you can leave us a good review there also. I, you know, as they say, Flushing Transit Authority, the podcast with warning track power. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, wrap it up then. And we'll, uh, we'll be coming to you again in a couple of weeks when the baseball season will have begun, thankfully. How are you feeling about the season so far? You know what? I got to tell you, I'm not a big believer in spring training, meeting anything. I'm just happy that players are getting through it healthy. Um... Looking forward to games that count. Yes, games that count. Hey, I love that. Right now, you know, we're, we're in first place. Tied for first. Tied for first. Also tied for last, but, you know. But hey. Yeah. All right, thanks a lot, Will. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay.